there will always be benchmarks in society that you would want to promote and encourage uh, by giving certain incentives to it. And I don't think when that happens, one can regard it as unconstitutional because it's just a benchmarking in society that you want to promote, uh, not against any other gender, but we have selected a particular aspect and subject matter. And why not? and 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 therefore, I don't see it as unconstitutional. I see it as a benchmarking exercise, and I think there are quite a number of such where you choose a location and say, "I'm going to benefit these people and then and when you exclude other people within that particular city, it does not mean then they're excluded totally. It's just because you chose a particular benchmarking activity and an exercise and and that cannot be regarded as as unconstitutional. So some gender activists have actually condemned the practice, describing it as a violation of women's rights. What do you say to that? Well, look, let it be a pro-choice rather than completely condemnation because there are people who really love it, who follow it, who go there willingly. And and therefore, let let us then say let it be a pro-choice, not be a force. No one should be imposing it on them. And then those who do not want to go to it, then stay out of it, and then it's also your choice to do so. But the total ban, therefore, will be insensitive. And, uh, and, 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 and then for those who believe in it, they'll always give you reasons to say it is working for them. And then you saw girls from Soweto, Johannesburg, big cities, flooding the area of Natal each time in September for for such a uh, uh, practice, you now where they willingly go there on their own. And when we then look at it, we'll be looking at what are the issues that have been raised by gender activists. They will say, in certain instances, the parents imposes it on the kids. Obviously, those are the issues that we ought to look at and then bring in regulation rather than the banning uh, total of it. And, and then we regulate the environment of a project so that then the project can then happen and then look at the age as to which age then is the pro-choice, and then allow that particular activity to prosper in the manner in which uh, it ought to, and, and then deal with those issues that are of sensitive nature, then that we can then put them in a regulation format. What about the issues of discrimination uh, that get raised here? Because um, uh, the, the, the activists also speak about the burden that you then place on young women to remain virgins without imposing the same sort of burden or responsibility on young men. Well, look, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a cultural issue that I, I do not know what happens inside there uh, as a man. Uh, and then I've never had anybody complaining of the girls uh, on that particular burden. But then I see girls all coming out and say, I love it. I once uh, engaged the girls in Soweto, we had a debate there, and they were saying, we are proud, proud about it. And I've never heard anyone saying against Only those who are elder who are saying it's an imposing particular phenomena on the girls and not prejudicing the, the boys. But the boys have their own type of uh, initiation that they go through, and uh, and then they also feel pride about it. And therefore, let's then allow this gender uh, aspect really, yes, to be expressed, but then let's then look at the instruments of regulation rather than a call for a total ban. I think that's where we come in the department and say, 
don't bastardize culture, but where it is insensitive on certain issues, point them out, let's look at them and how we regulate those issues so that it's a free environment and people can still continue to and, and, and just furthermore, on the question of culture and cultural practice, and uh, this issue has been raised as well, that culture should not be used as a factor to exclude others that don't subscribe to that particular culture from benefiting from um, a service that is provided by the state. What's your response to that? Well, the services of the state are universal, they're accessible to all. But and as I said earlier, that benchmarking, on a particular activity uh, will not be, should not be seen as, 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 as excluding others. It's just a small portion where a mayor of a district municipality so chosen, say, because of the way in this area people love their culture, it's not universal to all of South Africa. For this particular practice, I therefore want to support it. But the and, point and, is and, there, Minister, that you will be excluding others who do not subscribe to that culture and to that practice from accessing government uh, services. No, no, no. They are not excluded uh, because the programs are universal. That of access. When you go to NESFAS, is universal to everybody. And but these bursaries to, are no, not no, universal. When you go to bazaaries in general, there are so many bazaaries in Zimbabwe. They are still universal to everybody. But and these specific bursaries are not universal. But, but there is only a small portion of money that the mayor so set aside for a particular benchmarking. And, uh, and, 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 and we have seen such where, even, even, even in other areas where you'll find that there will be a benchmarking of a particular activity, that to the exclusion of others, they'll say only members can apply for this bazaar. If you are a church, you run a, a church like Lutheran Church, I'm a Lutheran, and they say only children from the Lutheran Church must apply for Pazar. It excludes the rest of others who are non-Lutheran. That's but a private entity, Minister. You can't then say it's, uh, it's unconstitutional. That's not they a government unconstitutional. service. Well, it, 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 it's not a government service, the one that is a private scheme, probably you, might, you, you are right, but on this one, there will be universal bazaars in the municipalities which are there. And then, and, and then, like in Johannesburg, they've got a lot. But one day, Jobek might then say, this practice has been loved in this particular section. Can we then take a percentage, not a totality, of whatever is the budget that is universal to everybody, but a percentage just to promote a particular activity in that? And they take 10% of that particular and say, this one is exclusive. Exclusiveness does not mean, therefore, it's unconstitutional because universality. It's still there's just a particular percentage of a totality. Then that gets aside and say, we want to promote this particular practice because it's good, people love it in this community. Why then don't you do so within the universality and then take a small percentage just for that promotion and benchmarking? And I think my understanding, it is exactly like that. Municipalities do have bazaaries, and when you go to that uh, municipality, you'll find that they are still have available bazaaries except a small percentage has been set aside for a particular benchmarking practice that is there. Minister, let me just ask you very briefly about the six initiates uh, in the Eastern Cape who have already died. I know last year you were crisscrossing the country working very hard in order to try and avoid uh, deaths through initiation. What's your response to this now? It's so sad, uh, Sagina, as I'm speaking to the listeners now, to the nation, that the death toll is standing at eight now.
six in the Eastern Cape uh, as of last night, and then two in Bumalanga. That makes it eight. There's one reported in Gauden, which we are still investigating whether it's related to initiation or not. And if uh, once confirmed, it will be nine. Uh, we are now going towards the double digits. And then children, a number of them went in this last Friday, a big number of them in the Eastern Cape particularly. And uh, this coming week is going to be a very critical week. It will then tell us that we are beginning to win or we are still fighting a losing battle. But luckily, the, the law has now been is ready now to go through cabinet and then to go to, cabinet, uh, to parliament uh, before the end of this year. So when we go back to the season in December and also in June next year, we hope therefore the law will be on our side, particularly to deal with the illegal schools where we are going to be criminalizing them. Because all these deaths I'm reporting is those schools that we do not know they exist. And where only when there's an incident, then when the hospitals are flooded with dead bodies, they are flooded with injured children, and then only to find that those schools are not known. And in one area, 200 kids were were, were, were circumcised with one okapi, uh, uh, 200 of them, same okapi, then somebody was just circumcising them in a massive way. Luckily, no one died uh, last Friday. But that is the terrible thing that happens in illegal schools. And the sooner we have the law on our side, the better so I could then flush it out and we save lives.